The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio Welcome to the X-Zone A place where fact is fiction And fiction is reality Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we'll cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, simple, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And if you would like to find out about the great programming we have available 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Yvonne Smith. She became concerned with the victims of post-traumatic stress disorder, that's PTSD, in 1990. Upon graduation from the California Hypnosis Motivation Institute as a certified hypnotherapist, she immediately began to work with PTSD victims. She observed through hypnotherapy what many of her subjects described as a pattern of alien abduction or other close encounter experiences. Since group therapy would assist in their trauma recovery, Yvonne founded CERO, Close Encounter Resource Organization, in 1991 which conducts monthly meetings to this very day. In addition to maintaining personal contact with her subjects, she has traveled extensively lecturing about the recollections of her subjects' close encounters described during hypnotherapy at MIT and other American universities and conferences, as well as uh, several international conferences from Europe to South America. In the 1900s, 1990s, I should say, Yvonne traveled extensively with her abduction research colleagues, Bud Hopkins, Dr. David Jacobs, John Carpenter, and the late Dr. John Mack as a participant in the lecture series. Her website, www.ceroitnl.com. And Yvonne, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you for having me. So tell me, what was it that put you on this path to doing the work that you're doing in CERO, the Close Encounter Resource Organization that you founded in 1991? Oh gosh, it's that's such a difficult question to answer. It was, um, you know, one thing led to another. I uh, went to see Bud Hawkins in the late '80s. He was lecturing here near my hometown, and um, I met him. You know, sat through his lecture and was very interested in what he was talking about and mm-hmm. hypnotherapy, um, and just. Um, I I started going to to college, hypnotherapy college, and opened up my practice, and then uh, began. You know, I was initially going to work with uh, cancer patients, actually, wow. and then I was referred clients um, after I met a few people in the UFO field, and actually uh, it turned out where Bud Hopkins became my mentor. Uh, I did some training with him as to how to work with abduction cases because this is what we do not learn in school. Um, We don't learn about how to work with and deal with people who have been abducted by UFOs. So after 26 years now, um, I'm convinced that this is my path. This is what I am supposed to do. 
And um, I, you know, I enjoy what I do and I, I enjoy seeing the people grow um, and evolve after being traumatized initially right? and you know, being able to incorporate this experience into their lives, everyday lives. So have you yourself ever had a UFO encounter or a close encounter of any kind? I, you know, I never really seen what I would call a ship right. where I could identify it with windows mm-hmm. and, um, you know, whatever, I mean, detail. But I did go to um, James Gilliland's ranch out in, um, in Washington State, and uh, he was doing a night uh, night watch, you know, watching the skies. He has all this equipment, uh, night vision and so forth, cameras. And I was there with a couple of my serial members, and I actually saw a very bright light to the left of uh, Mount Hood. And I thought, gee, but, you know, is there a road up there? Could mm-hmm. that be a vehicle? And really, there was no road up there. And um, my one serial member saw the same thing. It was very, it was big. It was very big. But that's, you know, I, I, that's the closest I've come to seeing something. I mean, I really would like to see something close in structure where I could really identify it as, you know, a spaceship. Sure. But a lot of other people have who I've worked with, um, you know, and this begins in childhood. So how long have you been working with UFO abduction cases, Yvonne? Uh, 26 years now. I celebrated 26 years this past January. Wow, that's a long time. And, and, and how, many, how many abductees do you think that you've actually been able to, to, to see professionally? Oh, gosh. I've had, over those years, I've had hundreds of cases, maybe, you know, uh, between 1,000 to 2,000 cases. Um, and I still work with people through my 25, 26 years they've been with me because this is not just a one-time, um, event. This event occurs starting in childhood and it will follow the person's life as well as their family line. So it's intergenerational, um, and, and the experience is ongoing. So people will have these experiences and they will, you know, they'll come and see me when, and they, when they've had a recent experience. Are UFO alien abductions on a rise these days? Because in mainstream media, we hear very few reports now, whereas in the early 90s and the early 2000s, you know, they were, they were quite frequent. But now it seems like there's nothing happening, or is that only the perception of mainstream media? Oh, yeah, that's definitely mainstream media. I mean, we have, just here in the United States, there's sightings every day mm-hmm. all over our country. And really, this should be on the nightly news. This should be covered on CNN as often as it happens. But uh, because mainstream media will not cover it, and really they're instructed what to cover and what to not cover with this subject, uh, with I, which I find is, you know, just outrageous because the, the public needs to know. Uh, the general public needs to know that this is happening, that it's very widespread. Um, and it happens, as I mentioned, uh, people have sightings all over our country, mm-hmm. uh, but it's actually all over the world. This is, this is a worldwide phenomenon. But let me ask you something. As, as a professional do all of these sightings relate to extraterrestrial vehicles, or are there a lot of these sightings that that may be black operations, military, new spacecraft, reentry vehicles, rockets? What do you think the percentage oh, sure. is? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no, no, it's interrupt right you. Um, uh, of course, I mean, not, not all um, flying objects mm-hmm. out there are going to be extraterrestrial. Um, but many people who have um, studied this for many years, I mean, the nuts and bolts of this phenomenon, uh, they have been able to distinguish between a conventional aircraft or a satellite going by or because there's apps now that tell you 
you know what's out there as you're sky watching. But I, but um, I, I, but these apps, okay. these apps do not talk about military classified operations. No, no, and that could very yeah. well be, um, as you know, we've grown to know right. over the years that I've been studying this. Um, you know, there's, um, you know, what do we call it? Black ops. You know, people are not mm-hmm. told uh, exactly what is being created and built and um and you know of course it could be uh any one of those um you know secret programs uh but i my work is mainly when um because i I don't study the nuts and bolts okay you know i i work very uh intimately with each individual and their families when they have had sightings, whether by themselves or, or together, as many people uh, in groups will see these strange objects. Sure. Stand by, um, Yvonne. You and I have to take our first break. Explanation: sure. Yvonne Smith is our special guest this hour, www.ceroitnl.com. And uh, CERO stands for the Close Encounter Resource Organization that Yvonne founded in 1991. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. This is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Yvonne Smith and I will return on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games, No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at SimulTV.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com.
ExoNation, Yvonne Smith is our guest, www.ceroitnl.com. And Yvonne, tell us about your book, Chosen. My book, Chosen, um, is about, the, the first part of the book is about, I, I believe I put eight, wrote about eight different cases in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted the public to know um what happens when someone has contact, when they've been abducted um, and, and going through this experience? I've included the transcripts of their hypnosis sessions. and I, They're unedited uh, because, again, I wanted to uh, present to the general public that this is a physical, real phenomenon. And then the second part of the book, I've written about what I've termed the urgency, which I've heard from several people, people that don't know each other, who have talked to me about feeling that something is going to happen very soon, that something is coming down the pike, but yet they don't know what, but they feel this um, urgency where, uh, they need to do something. They don't know what it is. Some of them feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my my life. Some people say, if I've had this experience, I think I'm supposed to talk about it. I think I'm supposed to write about it. Um, no one is given any type of of date, which I found to be even more credible because we have heard over the years you know, with the uh, year 2000, for instance, something was going to happen. All the computers and the banking system was going to go down and all of that. And then, uh, again, uh, 2012 with the Mayan calendar, supposedly the world might end and so forth. But none, nobody, none of the experiencers, abductees, have given any type of um, date, a prediction, in other words. But because... Um, I've heard from so many people um, that I felt compelled to put it in the second part of my book to reach out to the readers to see how many other people have felt this. And I, when I lectured, I, I asked the audience, you know, how many here have felt this? And I, over 50% of the audience always raised their hands. Um, so I don't know what this is. Um, I'm I'm trying to stay positive. You know, I I'm not saying the world's going to end. They're not saying the world's going to end. They just feel that there's some event that's going to happen, perhaps soon, and we're all supposed to be prepared for it. But how do we prepare? That's what we don't know. What is the common thread that all of these people who go to your lectures, your your seminars, what is the common thread between them? Is it the fact that they have seen or that they are believers? Oh, it's, it's, um, it's really a combination of people where people will come to the conferences and, and, and listen to the lectures um, that maybe have seen strange craft. Mm-hmm. Maybe they feel that something uh, may have happened to them. They, they can't account for a certain time in their lives, you know, one or two hours. They, they feel something may have happened. Others are very curious or interested in the subject. There's many people who come who are skeptics, but they are very, um, you know, healthy skeptics mm-hmm. where they'll, They'll listen. They'll ask questions. So it really is um, a combination of many people who attend these conferences. And I feel that if I can, you know, talk about my cases, present my, um, present all my the, the files, the case studies, my PowerPoint, 
And just even just one person walked out of the room and said, well, gee, you know, these people don't sound crazy. Um, you know, maybe this does happen. And I feel that, you know, I've done my job, but I certainly don't try to convince anybody about this. So what is it that all of these people have in common when they have an alien abduction? Are, are the alien abductions different in each case, or do they carry a lot of similarities? Um, well, there's, yes, there's many similarities in, in these cases. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's astounding to me when I was working um, with these cases that um, how people described how they felt when they, for instance, saw the craft, uh, their hair stood on end. Um, there was a, a certain static in the air. Um, when they were sitting, for instance, in their homes reading a book or watching TV, they saw a very bright uh, blue-white light coming through their window, and then they were they found they were unable to move except for moving their eyes. Um, some of them described feeling or seeing uh, somebody or something in their room or in their home, and then they there's a blackout period. They can't remember after that. Uh, they're, usually when people will have partial memory, of this, it's either they're remembering the beginning of the experience or the end of the experience. And so when they're bothered by these partial memories, they're unable to sleep, they have recurring dreams, it's all PTSD symptoms, that's when they will come and seek help, uh, want to, um, you know, perhaps go through the regression therapy and to see if in fact anything happened to them so what part does the 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 media play in all of this because there's a lot of shows on tv about ufos alien abductions a lot of movies how many of these cases are actually based not on actual sightings but on what they've seen on TV, what they've read in newspaper and books, or what they've heard on the radio? You know, um, uh, when I when I first speak to somebody, when mm-hmm. they first contact me, uh, and I send out my questionnaires, it's um, I look at the history, their background, their family history, and you know, I I look for. For certain things, when they if they tell me that from very early childhood they they felt something something came in their room, and then I question them about their their parents, mother, father, you know, grandparents, and um, when they're having they're having these true experiences, it, there will be a family history, um, you know, and and. Um, Back when it was 20, 30, 40 years ago, there, you know, there was no internet, there were no movies, there were no books. And that's how far back, you know, people will come to me and say, oh, you know, 30 years ago, um, something happened to me. I think something happened to me. And the emotions aren't going to be strong and raw uh, if they're just, if they're just taking this from, a movie um, or, you know, something they saw on TV uh, because it is not a one-time incident. This is lifelong. And then their children are affected. It's just, it goes on and on through generations. Well, let's take a, let's take one case, for example, Travis Walton. Travis has never talked about a second or third abduction. He's only talked about that one abduction he's had. Right. So how do, how do we explain that he's only had one, and yet you said well, others have had ongoing? We don't know if he's only had one. So how can we and say I, with I, all, how can we say with all I, certainty that the people who have told you that they have had more than one have actually had more than one? You know, it's it's a two sided coin. Well, because I worked with them, um, and it's well, this is Travis's story, but he told me 
that um, if he's had other experiences, he will never tell anybody again because he had such a terrible experience when they all did come forward um, and how he and and the other men on his crew were treated. And I don't blame him. But he's just there's a very long time. Sure. But there's also a brand new documentary that he's part of that's just being released that has been redone to celebrate the 40th anniversary of his alien abduction. So if that was the case, why would he be involved in continuing going to speak and be wanting to be in, in front of the media? Um, because, he, you know, after so many years, he decided he wanted to tell his own story okay. instead of other people writing about oh. it. Um, you know, he, he decided he wanted to, to, to talk about it. And so, and then because you know, his story is so, um, you know, with all these witnesses, with um, they all passed lie detector tests. Uh, all, ex- all, except, all except one you know? passed a lie. All, all except one passed lie detector tests. There was one that was not a pass. But they did it again. But they he gave st- it to them, all of them again, and they passed. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. They yeah, all they did, did not pass. No, ma'am. No, and this is coming. <laughs> well, this is coming from Travis's people themselves. Well, we'll. Um, All right. We'll agree to oh, disagree. Okay, well, All right. So we'll just put that one aside. Um, yeah. You and I have to take our news break. Please stand by, and when we come back, I'd like to talk to you about your procedure and how you go about when somebody comes to you and says something has happened in my past, and I think it might be UFO related. We'll be back on the other okay. side as we continue here in the Exxon with our guest this hour, Yvonne Smith. Don't go away. From our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond, you're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. AVS Media You have heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi Fi, you can still listen to the X Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X Minus One, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. 
It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Exonation Yvonne Smith is our guest this hour, www.ceroitnl.com. And um, what is your procedure when a potential UFO abductee experience, experience or contacts you, Yvonne? Well, I um, send them out my information mm-hmm. kit, which explains everything about right. um, you know looking into these experiences and it's not something that you know, they should take lightly and hypnosis uh, because once information comes forward they can't go back you know once that toothpaste is out of the tube sure. they can't put it back um, they, I have them send back the questionnaires which I review and then I have them come in for a consultation usually and then um, once it's decided that they in fact had an experience our experiences, and they were ready to proceed, then we go ahead and um, schedule the regression sessions. And how long does the regression session uh, take? I, I schedule two hours per session, mm-hmm. um, and that's so we could talk in the beginning, go into the hypnosis, which could take, you know, 30 minutes, an hour. It depends on the person, the situation. And then there's the debriefing afterwards. So I find that an hour never gave me enough time. Wow. Um, so I scheduled two hours with, with each session. Now, I understand that there are some people who cannot be hypnotized. Is that true? Um, no, not really. Everyone can be hypnotized. It's just a matter of the person allowing their facilitator, like myself, mm-hmm to um, giving permission to go ahead and hypnotize. I always explain the process of hypnosis, and um, I try to explain to them the, um, you know, all the myths that go along with hypnosis. People sometimes think they're gonna, their mind is going to be um, controlled, right. um, and uh, they're going to say or do something that they're going to be embarrassed about. And um, I tell them that they will be fully aware of what's happening uh, when they when they speak, when I speak, when I'm asking them questions. There always is, though, some amnesia during the regression, especially if someone goes in very deep in their hypnosis. So I record all the sessions. I record the uh, consultations and the hypnosis sessions, so they always get a copy. Because many of them said, gee, I don't remember saying that. But, you know, in reality, they did because it's there on tape. Um, So, uh, but it's a process. I mean, I, it's, sometimes it takes many sessions uh, to get through one experience. Uh, There's many blocks there. Sometimes we can't get through because um, the person's not sure, do I want to really see what's behind that black curtain? And I always ask them, do you want to continue? And many of them will say yes, because they want to know. They're tired of being traumatized. They're tired of not being able to sleep and thinking about this all the time. So, um, it, you know, it just it's, it's a process that they have to be ready for. Do, they, do they, the people who come to see you pay for these regression sessions? They, they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do. I, this is, I mean, I make my living doing this. All right. Um, so what are some of the indications of a possible abduction experience? Um, when someone, you know, says that they, let's say, say I've had many cases of uh, a groups of families where they're um, all together, say mm-hmm. they're in a backyard barbecue and they see this object in the sky um, and they look at it and 
for a few minutes, and then they stop looking at it. They turn around, they go in the house, and nobody talks about it for many years. And then later on, they'll go, gosh, do you remember when we were in the backyard? You know, I've had so many of those. Um, and, and then, of course, when a person or a group of people will have an hour or two missing, they'll be driving down the highway, getting home from, say, the airport. And they've done it many times. They know how long it takes to get home. And once they you know, they get there, they find that it's much later than they thought it was. Um, some of the, we call them screen memories, where they will think that they see an accident ahead of them. They'll see blinking lights and they think, oh my God, look at those emergency vehicles. I wonder what happened. And they'll, they'll drive, they'll approach those blinking lights and uh, not remember anything after that. So, um, and then of course there are, you know, people that are, as I've explained before, they're in their homes, they're fully awake, they see a bright light coming in, they're rendered paralyzed. Um, and then the obvious signs are if someone wakes up over overnight with a very strange mark or scar on their body, many times it's geometric shaped. Um, they don't know how they got it. It wasn't there the night before. It's almost healed over. You know, not everybody comes up with these, but that's a you know that's an obvious sign that something may have happened to them. Is there any sex? Are males more susceptible to being abducted by extraterrestrials or females? Is there a, is there an, an age range, or is it right across the spectrum? It's it's cross section of any community. I would say. It's half and half, men and women. Um, it starts from early childhood, follows mm-hmm. the person throughout their life. As they get older, um, they the the experiments, uh, like say the medical experiments, will will slow down. They're not um, extracting sperm from the males anymore or eggs from the women. But since they are in their program, they've been in their program since childhood. I tell them they'll always have something for you to do. You'll have a job to do. It does, in other words, it doesn't just stop. This experience doesn't just stop. With extraterrestrials having to, you know, come right across the universe, light years, who knows? Why do they, why do they, why did they pick planet Earth and why do they pick Earthlings? (laughs) That's a million dollar question. I mean, we don't don't know, um, you know, is it because, well, One thing I know for sure, Mm -hmm. that um, after all my work and research, that the hybridization program uh, that the aliens perform is central to this experience. They need our DNA for them to do whatever it is to carry out their program. Uh, What the end game is, is, we don't know yet. All right, but why would they need to keep on abducting people if all they need is DNA samples? They get the DNA from the first person, bang, they've got their samples. They can replicate using that DNA. So why keep on the, the abduction scenarios? Well, it's, it's beyond just taking um, you know, sperm and, and ova from them. Um, they, they go through... Uh, a different, um, every time they go, they're abducted, they will, you know, not just get examined in, or they'll, they'll pass the examination after that's done and they'll, they'll be taken into other parts of the ship. They're shown pictures of devastation many times that, you know, this, this could happen to the earth and they're, and they're studying our emotions um, as they're showing these pictures to them. They are... Um, May as, as children, mm-hmm. uh, they are may they, they are abducted and they're taken into the craft and they're they, they're brought into a room where they see these other children. They see human children many times all all together and they're taught how to use their minds to move an object. Um, or they'll be taken into a room where they're strange looking children, um, which you know we know now they're the hybrids and they're. Uh, they want them to teach these 
hybrids how to play, you know, how to interact. Okay, so why um, don't why don't the aliens abduct the smartest people on this planet? Why do they just pick common Joes? That doesn't how do make you know? sense. They're just picking common Joes. Well, then. I mean, I've I've worked with. Um, like I said, it's a cross section of any community. Okay, I've let's... worked with doctors, lawyers, scientists, mm-hmm. um, people who own their own corporations. Uh, because I'm in Southern California, I work with celebrities, uh-huh. and um, you know, and I I know that there are you know our politicians that have had sightings. I mean, so it's. I'm not uh, talking about sightings here. I'm not talking about sightings. I'm talking about cases. Where these sure, well, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, I haven't worked with any politicians yet, mm-hmm. but this experience is experience is so widespread. I mean, when the Roper poll did a couple of, um, uh, they sent out questionnaires and um, they they received back these questionnaires from. I, I forget. I had to look at how many people you know they sent these out to. Um, it turned out to be one in 50 American adults that uh, put down on those questionnaires something that could point to an abduction experience. And that's just in the United States. I mean, this is worldwide. But the fact that it pointed to an alien abduction experience doesn't mean it was an alien abduction experience, right? Right, right. An alien abduction experience and paranormal experience Mm -hmm seem to go hand in hand. All right, stand by. Um, We've got to take our final break, Exxon Nation. Our guest sure. this hour is Yvonne Smith, and her website is C-E-R-O-I-T-N-L dot com. I'll be back on the other side of this oh, final commercial break for this segment as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer... Send me your email. Send me your thoughts. Send me your comments. Exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And you can always watch the Exxon TV show on simultv.com. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like exxon sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. 
The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Yvonne Smith is our special guest this hour. Her website is C-E-R-O-I-T-N-L dot com. Um, something I'd like to ask you about hypnosis, if you don't mind. Sure. Okay, if hypnosis works like people claim it does, how come it's not used in court? Um, I think it's just been, um, I don't know, I think it's been the whipping boy of of you know, public perception and um, uh, because they say it's not, um, oh, I just drew a blank on that. Um, it's not valid. It's not, the word, though. It's not valid for, for court, but it's, it's interesting how the police agencies all over the country use um, hypnosis to try to obtain some information like the um, number of the license plate or uh, somebody's last name or um, but it, you know it's a shame that it, it, it isn't used as well as the lie detector tests aren't, mm-hmm. aren't used in court. Is it true that the person who is um, doing the hypnosis has the ability to skew the hypnotic regression session as they want? If you if you're working with someone mm-hmm. who's not well trained in this, certainly a person, a say a hypnotist can can ask leading questions, mm-hmm. and and if that person is very suggestible to that hip, hypnotist, it could sway it. However, I've thrown out um, throughout my career, thrown out some leading questions at times to right. see if the person is leadable and they'll correct me. You know, I'll say also that, you know, he's wearing a, you know, you said he's wearing a blue gown or so, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, no, he's not. He's not, you know, it's a, it's a tight fitting suit. Um, so I will do that. And, and I learned that from my mentor, Bud Hopkins, cause he would do the same thing. Um, but I, that's why I caution people to, um, you know, be careful where they go to seek help with this because you know they do it, it is it, it is a, a PTSD I mean these people are suffering from these symptoms and my my first goal is to get them to function in everyday life and then the research you know is secondary um, so I, you know my goal is to train therapists around the country because I've been asked by therapists who are interested in doing this work uh, so that we have people in our own country that can do this work. I, mean, I can't do it forever. Sure. No disrespect meant by my next question, but why would somebody go to a hypnotherapist who's suffering from PTSD instead of going to a licensed psychologist or a psychiatrist? Well, they have. You know, I'm usually the last, I always say I'm, I'm the last kid on the block somebody will come see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have... Uh, Client, I don't call them patients. I call them clients because I'm I'm not a doctor. Right. But um, they will be. They'll go to traditional. They'll go to psychi- psychiatrists, PhD psychologists. They'll have they'll be medicated mm-hmm. for many years. And then they decide. You know, I'm still suffering from this, um, and I'm tired of taking medication. And as well as I get referrals from psychiatrists, medical doctors, psychologists. You know, I, I, I share a, an office with two psychologists. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they're, and I don't use, obviously, I don't use medication and so forth. Uh, if they are working with another doctor or another uh, therapist at the time, they come to me and then I ask for them to get a prescription from their doctor or therapist. 
and you know, I've never I've never been turned down because um, doctors have told me, other therapists have told me that hypnotherapy is very effective and it's very relaxing, mm-hmm. for one. So that's why, though, that's why um, they usually I'm usually not the per- first person they'll come and see. What is the Close Encounter Resource Organization? Um, this is a support group that I founded 25 years ago, mm-hmm. about a year after I started working with this, um, I because I discovered that when people were leaving my office, they were not able to go home and talk to their spouse or family member, you know, certainly not a co-worker. And so I was constantly on the phone with people because when I started my practice, we were not doing, uh, you know, texting. We were not emailing. It was all phone calls. And so I decided with about six people, six uh, clients that I was seeing to get them together. Let's try this once a month. And it just grew. And now um, I don't do it in my home anymore. I have two different locations in Southern California where we meet in private, um, you know, uh, in two different areas because I have people coming in from all areas and I have people driving in or flying in from other states. If there are as many people who are seeing these objects in the skies that cannot be explained, or coming to you and other other hypnotherapists about you know what they believe to be alien abductions, why isn't how come there hasn't been disclosure yet within the UFO community? Well, the UFO community has been. I mean, we've been very vocal over the years and and trying to get our government to move on this. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to get disclosure from our own government. I just, I'm not holding my breath on it. I think what's going to happen is people who have had this experience or are having this experience. I mean, people, as I mentioned, from all walks of life, mm-hmm. surgeons who I've worked with, you know, lawyers, doctors, um, if they start coming forward, I have, I have people already coming forward to talk about this because they're tired of hiding. I think it's the masses that are coming forward that are going to say, I'm tired of this. Our, you know, um, our rights are being violated. Our civil rights are being violated because we can't talk about this. Whoa, 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 whoa. How, how, how can their civil rights be violated? Because they're not able to talk about this. Why not? If because if... whenever they mention UFO... People have lost their jobs. Uh, they've had people turn away from them. I mean, friends, people who thought they were friends, even their own family members. Right, but to say um, that it's, to say that it's a violation of their human rights, I think that's being a little way out there because the UFO community has lecture seminars all over the world. None of these. Oh, yeah, none of we these. Do, ha- of these, course, the, the speakers. Well, the of course, yes, but they're not. But the people, the people who are having these experiences are afraid to speak out because they're being uh, persecuted, they're being criticized, um, they're, you know, they're afraid to lose their jobs. And that's, that's not, it's not right. Um, my co-author mm-hmm. on my book, Chosen, is a lawyer. He's been a lawyer for 40 years. Yeah. And he's in the process of writing a book about abductee civil rights. I mean, he, he works in the election uh, election law. Oh boy! And um, we've we've discussed this, and you know, I think that's why we got together. We were able to write this book, and now he's going to be. I think the book he's writing right now is going to change a lot of things, and hopefully, you know, hopefully for the best for the people who are not for the researchers, but people who are having experiences. Well, I, I I don't see the the violation of civil rights. I really don't, and I've been doing this show for twenty eight years now. We've had enough people come on the show, identify themselves, tell their stories, all the different authors out there who have who claim to have had experiences. And all the, the many guests on all the radio shows, the TV shows, if there was a violation to their civil rights, none of this would have happened. So to say that these people... None of what would have happened. Well, none of... None of well, for example, your books that have been written, your co-author's book, 
uh, going out to lectures, seminars, making money off the UFO movement, the alien abduction movement. Come on, it's a business. So where is the violation of your <laughs> human rights? Make, you know, first of all, you don't get into the UFO field to make money because no. there's no money to be made there. Wait a minute, you, you don't. Know, I've, written, I've written three books, uh-huh. and believe me, I'm not running to the bank. You know, I'm not making six figures. You know, I'm a I'm a therapist, and that's how I make my living. Yes, but even with this. all right. So you are still making a living, your living, or a part of your living based on the experiences that these people come to to try and get explained by you, and how can that be a violation of civil rights? I think that this is going off the deep end when you say something like this. No, it's, it's not because you're, you're talking about people who've written their, say, written their own books about their own experiences, mm-hmm. and there have been plenty. I mean, my own clients, some of them have, just for, you know, uh, it's cathartic for them. Uh-huh. But I've, I've known people in my own support group who've lost jobs because they were out, they did an interview on a show um, or they wrote about it or they did a radio show and used their real name. So, I um, mean, it, it, this is happening. This is very serious for people to come forward and talk about their abduction experiences it's because it's related to UFOs. And that's thanks to our United States government. All right, Yvonne, we have to say so long. Uh, you know, it's nice to pass the buck and say it's the United States government fault or the Canadian government's fault or anybody's fault. But when you look at it, gang, to say that their human rights are being violated, this is why no one with half a brain in their head pays any attention to these type of people who make money as hypnotherapists, quote-unquote, writing books, going to these lectures and seminars to promote themselves in order to get business. They prey on the weak members of society. They prey on the, on the people who may have seen a movie, may have heard a radio show, who say, my God, I think that happened to me. Uh, who's going to believe me? So they go to a psychologist and they get bounced around because no one will take the bait. And then finally, well, wait a minute. Come on over here. I know all these people. I know Bud Hopkins. I know David Jacobs. I know John Carpenter. I know the late John Mack. I believe you. Sit in my couch and let me take your money. Enough of it. It's not a violation of civil rights. Give your head a shake. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you 
think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.